Welcome to the Creature Cast, the official console creatures podcast. My name is David Petrangelo, and I am one of your hosts in this journey of all things video games. This week, pretty sure it's just going to be two of us, but uh, don't worry, everybody. We are in good hands. I am joined this week by Mr. Luke Williams. How are you, man? David, all you get is me this week. Like, I'm sure everybody wants Bobby and Steve, and all they get is me, so... Yeah. No, no, we we get you for the better, sir. For the better. This is uh, this is going to be great because I wasn't able to uh, to join on the Spider Man uh, review episode that you guys did uh, because I hadn't played it yet. And now that I have finished the story um, and most of the side missions, um, I'm gonna queue it up and listen to you guys talk about it because I wanted like as little information as possible. So um, if anyone hasn't heard that, that was the last time you would have heard uh, Luke on the podcast. So. Um, Briefly, actually, I, I just want to I just want to sort of go through if anyone hasn't listened to that. And because I haven't talked to you one on one about it, um, how how do you feel about Spider-Man 2? How, how has it been for you? How was it for you and all that? We're just going to dive right in. <laughs> we'll, we'll dive right in. First, what I'll say, David, is it's the spider bots. You haven't got all the spider bots, have you? No, I definitely have not got all the spider bots. And uh, what <laughs> what are uh, Craven's? Uh, the robots that are flying around I haven't finished those yet um oh yeah the vultures vultures that's it yeah I you know what um I don't know if I'm going to I don't know if I'm going to like it's it's an improvement on what they've done but it some of it still feels like busy work you know like a little bit and and I I've done I did a lot of stuff throughout while I was doing the main story and campaign so I don't feel like, oh my God, I missed a huge story beat. Like, I think I've re- I've gotten all the sort of side missions that hint at this character and hint at that character. Like, I've gotten all those. Um, so I don't know that I'm, like, compelled to go and chase those down. Um, I know that the spider bots lead to something. I just don't know if it's enough to, like, you know, zip around New York for three hours trying to find where these things are. <laughs> That's that's fair. There's some of them that are like those those. I mean, I wish going back on it that they had tied the collectibles more to story content or teaser content, because there are some teasers with some of those collectibles, but they're just so short and like so they don't give you enough to the point where you're like, why did I do that? Why did I go through all that? (laughs) But yeah, interesting to hear your thoughts about the story, because I think. Bobby and Steve and myself, we all had so much joy just sitting in the chat with you as you went through the story and like you getting so excited. So I think like I, I think I'm going to get your thoughts on it, but uh, I'm going to turn around and start asking the questions here. This is my podcast now. Uh, what did what did you think? Story overall improvement eh? Yeah, so I, I'm going to avoid all the spoilers. I'm going to leave that for the spoiler cast that we have on the feed and everything. But as far as like overarching feelings and stuff, um, I said it, I guess, was it last week or two weeks ago when I first got, when I, I guess it was last week. Um, it opens epically and those moments continue. You know, every couple of hours you get another giant epic fight, regardless of who it's with or what the situation is. 
who you're playing as, who you're fighting against, all that stuff happens. So all that stuff's fun. Um, but as far as like the the sort of like core emotional story of it, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. And I thought the way that it ended was was great. I think the the sort of um, small moments felt really great as well that even, you know, were just like the side content, some of those side content missions, if people haven't done, I think really fleshes out the characters, not even necessarily the overarching story, but the characters that you're playing with and as, and I think that's why they're important and why they're worthwhile. Even some of them are very short and, and, you know, short, simple missions, but at the end of it is, is really what it's all about. It's not really about what you're doing. It's what they give you at the end of it, which is really nice. Um, and I like what they did with certain major characters in the, in the main story. I think, um, you know, obviously we know Venom's in it, the Venom decision was was pretty cool. I like some of the things that Venom does. I will keep it at that. And uh, I did enjoy the finale. I think the finale felt good and uh, sets up for multiple, you know, ways they can go. They can take one of probably seven different lanes and, and run with it and do something with it. So, um, yeah, overall, I thought it was great. It, it doesn't overstay its welcome as well, which I think... Um, I really liked about Miles Morales, which I played for the first time last year, um, about a year ago. So I like that. It's a little bit longer than that, a little bit more in depth, but in a good way. And uh, and also, honestly, it's fun playing as two different Spider-Men. So that was always good. <laughs> well, good, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it and that you finally got around to playing it. I know. If, if, it feels like, I feel like I was, I was sitting there playing like, oh my God, I finally played it. I finally beat it. But it's really because... I know guys like you that played it before or started playing it before it was out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm a month behind. But really, like it only came out a couple weeks ago. So, <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, yeah, if, if anyone uh, if anyone hasn't uh, is sort of on the fence about it and stuff, I, I think you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised if, if you had any joy from the last two Spider-Man games that Insomniac did. I think you're going to be able to. Uh, to have a great time with this. And even if Spider-Man's not like a huge character for you in comics and stuff, there's a lot of fun stuff that they do. And, uh, and it's like, if you like big bombastic sort of set pieces and Marvel and DC movies or any kind of superhero like business, um, there is lots of that. And they are done really, really well on this. I think that's one of the best parts about this game is, is whenever they decide to do those big moments, they're awesome. They're epic. They're done really well. And they feel good too. It's not just like, oh, it looks great. It also plays really well. So um, that's that's a big bonus, I think. Um, yeah, that's. I guess that's one of the things I've been playing is uh, wrapping up Spider-Man. So I'll, I'll see. I'll see if I go back to the, to the stuff that I feel is a little bit more busy work, which I think is why I hadn't completed them is because they felt that way. Um, but we'll see. I'm, I, I'm not a trophy hunter. I, I don't know about you. I think I think you guys have been setting a little bit like chatting back back and forth that um, you guys were going for the trophy, I think. Or, or did you get it? I did not. I never do. I am not one of the trophy hunters. Yeah. Um, but I know Steve was meticulous on it and Bobby messed up with one trophy and I think he had to start a whole new game, <laughs> if I remember correctly. So... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, uh, I, I, he it's, got it's, it in the end, fun. but oh, he did. Oh, okay. I, mean, I totally, you know what it is? I think part of the part of it is a little bit peek behind the curtain, everybody, but part of like us with our, with our chat together. And when we're talking offline, uh, whenever like Spider-Man was coming up and you guys were talking about it, I sort of like tried to blank it out. So I didn't spoil anything for I, you guys were being careful. You weren't like trying to, you know, <laughs> let out all these spoilers, but I kept being like, uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. I don't care what the what the what the person is, what the where the area is. Nothing. Okay, but, but spider bots. I don't want to know. Whatever. Um, but uh, but ultimately, you guys were careful enough and and everything considerate that uh, that it didn't spoil anything, and it was fantastic. So um, great time, and uh, maybe I'll go back to it and just to zip around a little bit, and we'll uh, and maybe I'll end up doing those uh, those little side missions and stuff. But uh, but for now, great game, fantastic. If anyone hasn't played it, sounds like everybody that has a PlayStation Five has played it at this point. So um, I don't know if anyone out there that has one hasn't gotten it yet. But uh, but if you're on the fence, you'll you'll have a good time, I think. So um, Luke, is there anything else that uh, you've been playing at least since since Spider Man that you wanted to bring up? Yeah, uh, so there is a game that I have been reviewing, uh, and I guess I'll do my first impressions here because uh, I haven't even written the review yet. Uh, this is full disclosure, me being totally stuck in work and life and happens, trying to man. get a game and, oh, country internet took me three <laughs> days to download. Uh, but I got my hands on City Skylines 2. Oh, uh, nice. of course, Colossal Order, big development for them, uh, Paradox Studios. And uh, yeah, this one, I guess, is there. there's like a whole community. I don't know if you're familiar with this this series, David. I uh, I, I played it. There's I, like a whole. It's a whole thing around. Well, there's a lot of mods and stuff for the first one, right? I think that's like I I bought the first mm -hmm. one probably like a year after it came out or something like that, like on a Steam sale or something. Um, I, I put a decent amount of time into it. I would say I really like sort of city builders and stuff. Like I'm really interested in, in that. And this is one of the ones that I really liked uh, for sure. Um, but uh, at a certain point with games like this, I I hit a point where like I, I, I'm, I, like, I get myself stuck in a corner. You know, either I don't have enough money or I don't have enough, <laughs> uh, you know, school districts or I don't have enough, uh, you know, industry here or or housing there or whatever, or my, or then I realized, oh my God, my, my streets are built terribly. I thought I had such a good idea when I started. Um, and then, and then I sort of like, okay, I'm going to start another one. That's like the cycle with these city builders with me. So, um, I really like it though. I, I really enjoyed the first one. I tried some mods on it and stuff. I didn't try any of the expansions. Um, none of that came with when I, uh, when I purchased it, but, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. I, I completely forgot this was coming out. So I'm, I'm eventually going to try it. So what's, what's it been like so far? Well, I mean, it's kind of arrived to a tepid, I would say, response. I mean, currently, let's see, what's it sitting at? It's Steam sitting at uh, three stars right now, six out of ten. Um, and I know a lot of people were saying there's a lot of uh, performance issues uh, mm. and things there. I mean, modding, I think, is going to be a big help for that, is that, like, even with the first one, there was a lot of performance issues, I remember, but, like, the community was there days after with like full on, you know, full game fixing and quality of life updates. So uh, I think this game has a really big community behind it and forums and Steam and YouTube is a huge. So 
Um, I think that, you know, the developers and the pro uh, publishers, they've got community help on this one. Um, lots of great quality of life updates. The, the grid updates are beautiful. The snapping tools, uh, all that performance wise, I, um, I'm running a fairly, uh, medium to high PC system and I haven't had too many problems with it. Um, there's one issue that I've got to bring up and this is so just painfully specific, but <laughs> like, you know, they've, I, I don't know why, but like they have commentary in like the music, like it's like a floating radio station for this game. And oh, I think somebody okay. played a little too much like two point hospital or two point campus. Cause you know how they have like the whole radio <laughs> thing going and like it's oh, hilarious. And there's jokes, <laughs> right? They're so good. And like, I, I don't blame somebody for playing way too much of them because like I've sunk hundreds of hours yes. into those games, Yes, but this is, this is city skyline. Like this is a serious city builder game. Right. And all of a sudden you're yeah. sitting there and it's like, your city is running out of water. Residents are advised to not water their lawns, to not drink water, and to shower with friends. And you're like, what? Where did that come from? What? Like, this is not one of those kinds of games. Like, I'm not playing The Sims. Like, I'm not seeing my Sim shower with my other Sim. So, yeah, like, it's, it's just, funny. It's, it's so confusing and off-putting. It seems like, it seems like they're, they're, like, they could they could get away with it if they didn't, pull the joke i think i think if there wasn't a joke maybe it'd be like okay instead of a text popping up it can just be an audio cue and okay yeah sure i get that that's a good good way to go but yeah it's true it's sort of like the 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 tone is off like that doesn't really i don't know i don't yeah that's odd yeah <laughs> yeah odd but no overall uh i've been enjoying the game um i i definitely think there's some rough edges but uh community and mods are going to uh, sort that out. Uh, console players are apparently having a rough time and console players don't get mods. So uh, that's some PC master race right there. Uh, I'm going to keep that away from the podcast. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I... It's uh, it's um, it's on game pass as well. So I don't, is it on, is it on uh, console game pass? I assume that it is, but, uh, but you know, they said that they were going to open up, mods and everything for for starfield i guess maybe now that's technically first party so i guess they could do whatever they want but um but mods like even in the first one because i didn't have the expansions there were mods that like give you visual changes or small things that like helped up quote unquote update the game to you know make it feel like oh you have one of the expansions it wasn't quite that because the content wasn't there but i was like okay cool great i'm gonna do that um and if you can't get that, then yeah. Also, also playing a top-down sort of RTS city builder thing on a console, I I can't wrap my head around playing it with a controller. I don't know about you, but it's mouse and keyboard. Otherwise, I, I don't think I can do it with <laughs> with a controller in my hands. <laughs> RTS is one of the few times where I'm mouse and keyboard. Like I am, yeah, pretty yeah. much always a controller. But no, you need you need all those buttons. Hotkeys, <laughs> right? <laughs> all the ability to move the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The camera movement, I think, is the big thing. Yeah. Um, 
I know it's just a city builder. I know there's only so much you can do. A lot of the time you're playing these games not zoomed in with like super detail or whatever. But does it look pretty sharp? I assume, you know, a few years later, this game looks pretty good compared to the first. Or is it just sort of like, yep, it's another one of these with buildings and vehicles and some grass or whatever? <laughs> yeah, so like I say, I'm playing on a pretty mid to high range uh, PC right now. It's a uh, uh, Ryzen 5 3060 uh, 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 with a 3060. And so, ugh, words. Anyways, um, so I've got it set on high settings. Uh, I'm one of those like 30 FPS. I don't mind if it's if it's sitting there, as long as yeah, it's stable too. and it's yeah. not giving me, you know, concussion brain. Uh, <laughs> and I, it's it's been good. Um, I noticed sometimes it will just magically switch to like custom settings and then go to straight low which is very strange. All of a sudden, you know, your building will look like, like it's like the shard or something, but less detailed. Um, but no, the performance wise, uh, I've only had one major drop. And I mean, it's easy to go to a menu and switch everything to high again. So, uh, and it, it's, it's a, it's a good looking game. Uh, they put a lot of like, just it's, it's even like the minor, like, train model details right where like mm -hmm. there's like a mm -hmm. smiling person on a billboard and you won't notice it unless you like zoom straight in and that's cool but yeah the little details it, that, that's the thing about these right like you're playing you're you're playing in god mode essentially the whole time so all those small details when you notice them it's like oh that's nice but i, I don't know i would say half the people probably aren't zooming in. like for me i i zoom in like by accident most of the time in these games this and civ and stuff like that i'm like <laughs> sure but you want to see your 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 play set you know what i mean like that's usually what it is but um i i have this um i have this installed on pc game pass um i'm i don't know i haven't looked to see if mods are going to be available for the pc on game pass version but um but i i might wait a little bit before some of the bugs are sort of worked out just so I don't have to deal with it. I mean, there's other stuff to play. I haven't played Alan Wake 2 yet or anything like that. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm interested. I, I, I want to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wait for your review and then I'm going to go from there. I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you play through this game for a few more hours and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to wait for the review and, and see what you have to say. Cause uh, that that's where I'm, I'm sitting on the fence of when I should play this or when I should uh, pick it up and stuff. But uh, I, I like the first, I'm excited that there's a second. So. That's great. The, 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 the just waiting for the review is probably a good idea. David, let me ask you a question. I, I'm gonna out myself here totally. I am not an Alan Wake fan. I have never touched the game before. Um, I, I mean, people have told me that I need to play Control if I'm not even gonna play Alan Wake. But if I play Control first, mm. I'm gonna want to play Alan Wake. So. But it's been so much fun just watching all of you guys and your excitement. So try to sell me on this game. Why Why should I get involved? Um, I, I will say to start that um, Control might make you want to play Alan Wake or at least maybe the sequel. I don't know about the first because they're two. I mean, they're two very different games, very different franchises for sure. Um, but especially the original because the mechanics are a little bit dated. The game isn't quite as polished and 
Control, honestly, is one of the best third-person action games I have ever played because of story, because of mechanics. I just love it. I think it's incredible. I cannot believe that I uh, played it two or three years after it came out. It is awesome. So I highly, highly recommend Control. Um, and and it's DLC. All the DLC are, are great, trippy stories and uh, and lead to a link of all the things that are remedy. So I'll leave it at that, um, which is why people bring up control as well. Not because it's the same studio, but because there are very, there, there's links there. There's story, story beats that cross over on each other. Um, I, I don't, so I don't think that Alan Wake, the first one, cause I haven't played the second yet, but I don't think Alan Wake, the first one is like the greatest thriller horror game of all time. It, it's not, it's not, it's fun. And the story is interesting, um, but it's just cool. It's a cool idea. It's a cool setting. Most of the mechanics still hold up and are still interesting and are still pretty fun. Um, but I would say that moving forward with the story is kind of where the draw is for me, at least with Alan Wake 2. And obviously it looks like, you know, the mechanics are updated. The visuals look incredible and it seems like all the reviews are saying that as well. So that's why I'm interested in the second one. The first is good. I, I don't know what the remaster feels like. I've only played the the original version of it um, a couple times. And, you know, I would say just if you do play the remaster or the the original version of it, just be aware that it's, you know, over, over a decade old. So you're not going to get the most up-to-date mechanics and stuff like that. But the story's cool. It's dark. It's trippy. Um... I, I'm a really big fan of what like Jordan Peele does with his movies and it kind of has that vibe most of the time. So that's kind of why where, where I would say if you enjoy his work, you might get a good kick out of what Alan Wake has to offer. So that that's where I'd that's where I'd leave it, I think. I think I'm sold. I, I think <laughs> I should pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't so I don't know. I haven't um I haven't looked in depth as to like, oh, you definitely need to play the first to play the second. Potentially, I still think it's worth exploring the, the first one anyways, and then eventually getting to the second. But uh, it's it's not as, um, the first isn't like, doesn't have a bunch of jump scares. It's not there to scare you. It's just a scary setting with some horror-like elements. Um, and that's kind of what I like. So I'm a little bit like, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm actually a little bit, I'm going to out myself here as well. Just like, like you said, I'm going to call myself out and say, I'm a little bit scared to play the sequel. Honestly, I don't really want to be jump scared uh, while I play a game. It's not my thing. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I just have a lot of trauma from playing like the dark pictures game on. Mm. I I killed Sean Ashmore first by accident. (laughs) Totally by accident. Sure. And then I put it in my review and he retweeted it. Yeah, and he was like, "Don't worry, I killed me first too." And that was probably one of my like favorite celebrity interactions. But it kind of traumatized me too, and I, I think that's kind of ruined me on the whole like remedy and stuff. And I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, I could Trauma. see that. I, I think it's it's tricky, right? Because games like Resident Evil, for example, are are tense and scary because the setting is tense and scary. But also like the resource management and the controls and things, especially with the older versions of it and stuff. But um, Alan Wake has a little bit of that. 
But I also read and have heard that there are literal jump scares, like a face will throw itself onto the screen and scream at you for some reason. And I, I don't, I don't want that in a movie and I don't want that, especially in a game when I'm like even more invested because I'm controlling what is going on. So I gotta say, man, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat to to play this game, even though I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> what else have you been playing? Yeah, I, I, uh, okay. So th- this review, I, I played this game, um, over a week ago now. Uh, so I have to sort of have my review beside me, but also, um, sort of remember sort of like sitting in that moment when I played it. Um, it's a game it's on, it's on game pass now as well, but also available on other platforms. I played it on PS five. Uh, I got a review code for it ahead of time. Um, it's called Usant. It's a French term that means like ebb and flow. Um, not specifically of water, but that's kind of what the game is, is sort of, uh, hinting at a little bit. Uh, it's J U S A N T is, is the name of it. Just released uh, this week. Uh, I again, I played it a little bit early thanks to review code, and um, it's essentially you play this mostly silent protagonist that is climbing this giant rock tower. That's uh, the best way I can describe it. Like a really like a massive tower of stone and rock uh, that literally goes into the clouds. Like you cannot see the top of it. Um, and everything on the ground, including in this tower, has dried out. This is some, you know, alternate history. Could be on a different planet. Doesn't really tell you where it is. It's just, hey, this is where this game is set. Um, it's sort of this really dry, silent area. And it's just you. It's not like you're surrounded by a bunch of people. You are trying to climb to the top of this giant. It's not even a mountain. It literally is a tower. Like, it's a round, giant tower. Um and you are equipped with uh, all this climbing gear that um, you connect to different points on the walls that you're climbing. And you use the uh, L2 and R2 buttons or the triggers, presumably on Xbox, to uh, use your left and right hand to grab onto different points of the walls or structures that you're trying to climb. And you use the left joystick to sort of, you know, place yourself in a certain direction, but also reach with your arms. So if I'm reaching, let's say, uh, to my left, and then I press my press the right bumper or trigger, the character will use their right arm to grab over, and then vice versa with the left, and then left and right. So you sort of get into this pattern of left, right, left, right. Okay, aim over here, left. And you kind of get this flow going. At first, it's a little bit tricky. For some reason, um, using the left bumper for my left hand and the right bumper for my right hand, I was like, I don't, why am I fumbling with this? And then after like 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, this, I get what they're doing here. This makes sense. The character moves well, looks good. Um, and it, it, that's the, that's the start of it. But then there's all these mechanics that come along with it where you have to use your, uh, your rope that is on your backpack and swing across giant, giant areas in order to get to the next spot and jump off of cliffs to grab onto something that's far. It can be really windy. It can be really hot. There's plant life that reacts to you. You have a little friend with you that is, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but you have a little blue friend with you that helps plants bloom. And when they bloom and the and the roots sort of grow, you can grab onto those roots and it carries you up to a different area. Um, that's, that's the basic gameplay of it. But 
I think this game is really special because of the way that it tells the story. And it tells it with no dialogue whatsoever. Like no one talks in this, just your character grunts or moans or screams or whatever, depending on what you're doing. But you'll find little notes around or up this tower as you climb it of all these of this civilization that used to live there. So at the bottom, it's these people that live in, you know, let's say village A, and they're they were closer to the water at the time. So they they have boats around them and they had certain jobs and whatever. And you find all these in little notes or in correspondence. Sometimes you'll find like a data pad almost that looks like it's an email chain. And you get to know people's names through this because you'll see that name pop up two hours later in village D that's way up on the top of the tower. And oh, that's the person they were talking to. They had a relationship and that's why they were, you know, saying goodbye to each other. And oh, I need to leave with my grandmother if I don't go with her. I have no way of reaching the water or reaching the better land or any of that kind of stuff. So you really get to know everybody's um, decisions as to why they left, where they might have gone, who they would have gone with. Um, and notice that you are going through this area, this civilization that is abandoned because there are you don't see anybody else, yet you still get to know these people. And I think that is like really hard to pull off. And yes, it feels like, you know, in some of these games, you'll you'll pick up a data note or, or a notepad or something and like, oh, okay, it's giving you some lore or whatever. If anyone is playing this game and sees those and doesn't read them, please read them because it will give you an emotional journey through this game that by the end of it, I'm not going to spoil at all what happens at the end. Um, I, I was, I was weeping a little bit, man. Like it was really, really touching. It meant something. And that is really hard to do in a game that's only about four or five hours. And I played this in almost an entire sitting because I could not stop playing it. I loved what it was doing. The mechanics work really great. The music is incredible. It looks awesome. And I wanted to know what happened to these people. I wanted to know why I am the only person left and why I'm climbing this giant, uh, this giant rock surface. Why I'm I'm traveling through these caves and everything. And it it pays off in the end, and it's great. I think I think Usant or Jusant is probably one of my favorite games that I played this year. It is awesome, and it is just the right length. It tells a great story in a very simple way. And I highly recommend it to anyone that wants like something that's a little bit more chill, but also very interesting and does mechanics that sure, maybe a couple other games here and there have done climbing mechanics and stuff, but there's something about how this all flows and how the mechanics work that I would, I just kept being driven. I just kept wanting to find new areas, discover stories of people that I was picking up the notes for. And, uh, and I loved it. I thought it was, it was awesome. So um, we're sitting here in early November. I I would be surprised if I'm not talking about this game in December when we're talking about at least some of our favorite games from this year. So it is it's awesome. I highly recommend it. Wow, that's that's quite the glowing uh, recommendation there. It sounds like it's it's a game of the year contender for you. So that's yeah, so exciting. And, yeah, one of these these sort of like indie titles always always pop up to me and and remind me like, oh yeah, this is why. I really love indie games. This is why I really want to play them. Um, I, I think there's so many that are awesome, but everyone, every, there's at least a couple of year where I'm like, ooh, yeah, that got to me. 
in a good way. You know, like that was that was something special. And this this is one of those. Um, um, have you uh, I, I, have you I got I got a question for you. Have you played um, any Nintendo 64 games in the last I don't know, let's say decade even. <laughs> or is that a console that is in the bygone era for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess it's really a console that's been in the bygone era for me. I mean, um, I was actually, during the Nintendo 64 era, was when my parents were still unsure about video gaming mm-hmm. uh, and whether that should be a thing that I was introduced to. Um, so I didn't get introduced until, uh, about 98 when I got my, uh, my PlayStation one. Um, and so it, for me, the, uh, the N64 is fondly the console that I always got to, uh, steal when, you know, I was able to go to friends' <laughs> birthday parties or, uh, you know, when somebody would have a golden eye tournament at their house or super smash brothers or, uh, you know, when when you would steal a cousin's N64 uh, to play Mario. So it's it's not a console that I have a lot of uh, a, a lot of association with. Um, I mean, definitely having the uh, classic service come to mm-hmm. uh, the Switch has been a big one in the past few years. Uh, revisiting a lot of the old Zeldas that I would only really get to play on my uncle's systems uh the metroids which were games that uh being a young disabled kid who had uh no dexterity and no patience to uh try to attempt dexterity that was a whole series that just escaped me until dennis and bobby literally force fed it to me uh so yeah (laughs) the the reason why i also also um before i talk about the 64 and why i brought it up uh, I've played four Metroid games this year, um, starting with Prime Remastered, and uh, they are they're great. They're awesome. You know, like I, I love that series more now than I did then because I've experienced more of it. So um, and yes, I and I did play at least one, maybe it was two um, on the Switch online. Like that's a great way to play those games, but like the Game Boy Advance versions, especially. So um, the re- the reason why I ask about that is because and brought up the 64 is because. I recently started playing one of the earliest games for the console. And, you know, I don't really, I don't know that I know anyone that had this game, even though I, I knew a few people that had a 64 when it first released and stuff. Um, but it was one of the few games that came out when the console launched, or at least within the first like few weeks or months. Um, Cause a pretty weak lineup, I would say, or at least small lineup uh, in the first couple months. months. Um, I, I started playing pilot wings I don't know if you have any experience playing this game or know anything of it. Yes. Um, but it is, it's such, it's so awkward. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but it is on Switch Online as well. So I'm not sure if you picked it up through that. Uh, I have not, but I've been meaning to go back to it for sure. So it's, uh, okay. So I I think, I think, I think it's trying to do something chill and trying to like, you know, have a fun way of flying around this island that has all these like different rings you have to go through and you're flying, you know, through mountains and through like these small cities and stuff. Fine. I get it. This honestly just feels like a proof of concept for the 64. And they made this game to show it 
to developers and publishers to be like, look what the 64 could do. Look at all these physics. Look how you can move and look, it's a 3D space. And then they slapped pilot wings on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. That's how it feels. <laughs> This this was a whole thing back then though because then like you know you got six Superman sixty four which was another <laughs> ring you know tech demo ring adventure everybody just wanted yeah. to do f- ring physics right and it's like do do you think they knew that Spider Man two was gonna come do do, do you think anybody <laughs> had an idea back then of like how bad or how like limited they were doing back then and like they went home and said. To their wife before bed you know just like one day one day we're gonna get this one day we're gonna be able to make a good superman game i think you know what it's so funny that you said that because i never because in spider-man 2 if, if you haven't played it uh there is an opportunity to fly through lots of opportunities to fly through these rings and and pick up your speed and, and you know it's not like it's a point system or anything but um but I never, I, I'm playing, I play both of these games at the same time. And I did not connect the fact that Pilot Wings is all about flying through rings and hitting balloons and stuff. And uh, Spider-Man has some similar ideas in there, but obviously done in a much, much better and cleaner way. <laughs> so funny. Technology. You can't even think about what it's going to be in like 20 years, 30 years. Honestly, like, okay, so it's it's fine it's fine there's there's a glider and a gyro something i don't know what they call it. it's basically a plane and then there's like a like a jetpack that you can play as and there's a set of levels on difficulties that go from you know i think there's four different four different sets of levels uh one for each of those three different i guess devices or, or ways to fly around and one of them the sort of like chopper plane one makes sense to control. It, it, it actually controls pretty well. You can slow down, you can speed up, and it's pretty smooth. You're just sort of flying around. It's like, okay, well, this this feels right. Um, but my God, when you play with the hang glider, for example, which is like the quote-unquote like starter one, because it's like the quote-unquote easiest level or something. I don't know. Maybe it's not the easiest. It's supposed to be the easiest level, but holy crap, is it so hard to control sometimes? I was losing my mind on some of these levels and I don't know how people did it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how people do this, man. Like I, I was having a hard time completing, never mind getting high scores in these stages with the hang glider, especially as you get towards the harder difficulty and harder stages. I was like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? Um, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's where I really felt. Yeah. This is about proof, proof of concept and just to show what people can do. Um, rather than, Hey, this is, is like the best game, uh, that you could play as far as flying around goes on this console. And I'm just like, Oh boy, (laughs) some of this game, like, I kind of like, it's kind of charming, but then at other points, I'm just, I'm just like, what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this to myself? So, uh, it's a very, very, very mixed, awkward bag. Um, so, Luke, I wanted to mention, um, and we were sort of talking about this before we hit record as well, but um, uh, there's, you know, we're joking around, we're talking about games we enjoy and all this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, with the gaming industry, there seems to be a lot of uh, bad news and more, I guess you could call it sad and depressing news that kind of comes out as well. And uh, unfortunately, it's a far too 
familiar scenario and story to talk about, uh, or at least, you know, this, this most recent one anyway, uh, is that there are an estimated 100 jobs that have been cut from Bungie. Bungie, the developer now, uh, at least right now, really owning and controlling what's going on with uh, the Destiny franchise. And um, according to reports, starting with uh, with Bloomberg, from Jason Schreier on Bloomberg, is that this was partially due to the fact that player base in the game had been declining. Um, you know, for a game that has been out for, oh my God, I don't even know how long at this point. Um, I, would, I would say that that's not that surprising. Although, you know, there's content coming out for something like Destiny 2, quite a bit and there's a final expansion you know on the way as well like there's a lot going on with this game and i know several people that still play it and really enjoyed it um regardless you know this is another set of dozens of dozens of people that are now out of a job and it's uh it seems like it's a little bit of a messy process it doesn't seem like um this was not that people losing their job you know is a simple process in any way but this seemed to be kind of messy. I don't know, Luke. I feel like there's, I, I might be missing some details there, but uh, but yeah, this this sucks, right? It sucks. This sucks. I mean, the it there seems to be this such wild just dichotomy in the industry right now, where like companies are coming out and reporting record profits and huge, you know, share price increases and dividends and all that fun market stuff and then you know people are people are being let go at an increasing amount and i mean it's one of those things where like in the industry once you've kind of wrapped up a game and you know it's gone off and uh it's it's shipped then there's some amount of job loss but the big thing with mm-hmm. the Bungie thing here that I think is very different is that, like, as you say, this is a game that they're getting close to wrapping up. Like, it's it's a f- few years old now, like at least half a decade old. I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember how long ago I started this one. But, like, I, I know we're getting to the end of the life cycle, but to see so many people impacted and, like, not even just on that project, too. Like, the big one for Bungie, too, is Marathon, which, of course, was Halo before Halo um, and something that they're bringing back is now, ironically, a sort of Halo killer, uh, <laughs> losing their claim to that series. Um, and that, that one looks like it's hurting. Like, I mean, it's, it's delayed now to what 2025, like a full year delay. And Mm -hmm. it kind of makes you wonder just what's going on in here. Like, I mean, if this has something to do with, you know, the, the big PlayStation deal and like all of that and saying that they weren't going to let, you know, anybody go. And what are we, we're like 15 months later and it, it, the timing just doesn't seem it seems right it makes you wonder if maybe there was something you know going on in the executive that they just couldn't deal with playstation on and this is the fallout or uh you know it, there, there's a lot of odd loose ends in this story um and i think seeing it splashed on verge the verge and bloomberg and what daily i don't i don't think this one's going away anytime soon yeah, I think actually that's a very that's a very good point. This wasn't this isn't something where um hey, uh, you know, not that this should happen, but it's hard to 
to know and hear and cover absolutely everything. Unfortunately, layoffs are one of those things that seem to constantly be in rotation. And yeah, like there's there's lots of people here that, you know, are also speaking up as well again um, and are very surprised. You know, we don't know exactly, like you mentioned, is it related to the Sony stuff? Is it in, in any way? Like we don't know any of that stuff. Uh, if, if by proof yet, there's obviously opinions or there's there's speculation and stuff but it doesn't really matter what the reason is like it just seems like if you are making all this money this team did all this hard work for you and made you some of that money a good chunk of it what's the issue here like what because they finished the expansion and because this game is on its way out so to speak like oh we don't need you anymore you're disposable you're not disposable you have skill you have talent you should be working on big, awesome games and communities like this. Why are you letting them go? But what, because they can land on their feet? Sh- shut up. It do- no, that's not how the real world works. How about you take some money off your massive paycheck and make sure these people still have a living and a job, and then maybe you'll make even more money, you you greedy person, <laughs> so that you can actually have a good, because you'll actually have a good product with a good team and good people that want to be there. And, and I, I, it's just this, it's really hard to wrap my head around it. Um, it's, I, and unfortunately this is just one of many times that this is happening, you know? And I just, David, all I want to say is like this, this just doesn't make sense because like it hits marathon too. And like, it's such a perfect time for marathon because, you know, halo infinite came out uh it's had its struggles with you know its single player story it's had its struggles with its you know multiplayer mode which is huge because multiplayer is what made halo the the thing it is it seems like such Mm -hmm. a perfect time for a halo killer and for bungie to you know come back and capture the flag and you know say i'm the leader whatever and take all that you, you know that that market that's out there and to to put that a delay on it like it doesn't make sense that's not going to get returns for your investors and you know it's it's not going to help PlayStation any so what what's going on here I know and and, and part of that too is you're you're right mentioning mentioning Halo and and all that second stuff like it's like Destiny is one of the games the first one and especially the sequel is one of the games that people have consistently said like oh it may not be like the easiest story to follow, or maybe you don't care about this, but the mechanics, the shooting, the the combat is all excellent. Like they, it is a fun, they are a studio that knows how to do that. If that's what you want to do and have that game be your game, they're the people that can do it. What are you doing letting 8% or roughly 100 people go when that should be what you want to do? I, I, I yeah, it, it's, it's mind boggling. It honestly is. And, um, I think when it really comes down to it, yes, we hope all these people land on their feet and they do find a place to be and 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 show off and, and use their talent because, sure, I'm a lapsed Destiny 2 player. I did play it for quite a bit in the first few years that it came out, um, but it doesn't mean that it's not great work. It doesn't mean that it's not a great game, um, and I hope that the community around this game, which is still huge, like you know, stands up and, and makes a big ruckus about this. Cause like you said, it doesn't seem like this might, this is going to go away and it really shouldn't. I think, I think that's, that's, um, I think that's should be the case. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think, 
I think what we what we should do though is uh, uh, end on a bit of a, a bit of a high note and just uh, let people know that um, regardless of all this, we still have some awesome stuff that we're going to keep uh, bringing your way here on the show and at consolecreatures.com. Uh, Luke, you have a uh, City Skylines two review coming up. Um, I have a couple of uh, indie titles that are coming down the pipe as well, which should be a lot of fun. Um, but uh, until that time, man, where can uh, where can everybody sort of Keep up with your stuff online at consolecreatures.com, I assume, is, uh, is a great place. Console Creatures, Luke Williams. Uh, that's where you'll find me most times uh, on the Twitter. Uh, I, I got to saying X for a while, and then people were like, no, just just say Twitter, dude. It's, it's just, Twitter. Just, it will always yeah. be Twitter. Uh, I yeah, it, am it at is. Luke Williams L2. Uh, in the middle of nowhere, Ontario, and I'm almost at 1,600 followers. I'm 1,599, so somebody be my 1,600th, because I bought the banner and the horse, and I don't know how much longer the horse is going to last. So, uh, yeah, find me there. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I mentioned, everything, uh, consolecreatures.com and console creatures across social media is where you can find us. Uh, some videos up on YouTube as well. If you find us on YouTube, uh, including um, some Spider-Man footage and the uh, spoiler talk or entire, if you want to watch the team, watch the guys talk about uh, Spider-Man uh, spoiler filled with some footage that the guys recorded, like Steve sent me some footage. Uh, and put it up on on the YouTube page as well. It's all on that as well. Or you can find it on your podcast feed. Um, other than that, you can find me at Dave Petro. I'm mostly oh so so on Twitter these days, but it is what it is. Find me on other apps as well. Um, but otherwise, consolecreatures.com. Thank you everybody for listening. Luke, thanks for joining me, and we'll talk to everybody soon. Goodbye.